Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Feliz Sábado. How you guys been doing all this week? Are you aware that you've been watched? How that makes you feel? Nervous. Nervous? What else? Saved, okay. Privilege. Privilege. When we are in the computer, when we go to Google, they're watching us. They keep track of what we do, but we go. When we go, we go when we go surfing in the internet, there is an engine that over an engine that always keeps track of the places that you go. The, the thing that you see when you go to Amazon, they keep track of what you buy. They keep track of everything. Doesn't matter where you go, they keep track of you. When you're driving, there's cameras in the intersections. They're watching you. They're watching me. They're watching everybody. Everyone. The, the government tries to watch everyone. The companies try to watch everyone. And everywhere that we go, people are watching us mm -hmm. at work. When we go to a restaurant, when we go everywhere, they're always watching you. And, and I didn't realize that until I was much younger. And I was, um, had the privilege to work in the British hospital in Israel in the surgical department. And, um, I just, I was, I just went there, I was, we were working like regular, you know, like everyday thing. And um, they used to invite me to go out and eat. A lot of Palestinians there. Um, I had the privilege to meet a lot of um, Arab people. Very, very friendly, very, very friendly. <clears throat> and um, one of the things that I noticed, that every time that they invited, it's a costume, it's a cultural costume, to give you a very tiny, tiny cup of a coffee. Very, very tiny. And, and it's funny because here in, in the United States, the cup of the coffee is big and sometimes big, and sometimes it's big. Uh, but um, over there in Israel, the Arab has a very, very tiny, tiny cup. I mean, they're like about an ounce or two. And I was saying, you know, I wonder what what will be the use to drink so little? And uh, one time they invited me, um, one of the patients invited me to go and spend, to meet their family. And um, I went there and they served me this tiny little thing. I don't drink coffee. I have never drank coffee. The caffeine, um, one of the things that I learned early in life, that caffeine, caffeine be, uh, acts opposite in me than others. You know, normally um, caffeine um, gives you energy, wakes you up, um, they, they give you extra um, strength to do things. For me, caffeine makes me very depressed. It makes me cry. It makes me cry with no reason. Um, it, it, put, it puts me in a very depressive mood. So I always learn very early in life not to drink coffee. So when, when, I, when I got this, I mean, that, this is not a drink. It's a paste. It's a paste. 
And, and then I, I shared with them that I could not drink because I didn't want to be, uh, I wanted to be respectful. And I told them, I, you know, I, I wish I could drink this, but I'm allergic to the caffeine because the, uh, I don't want to get depressed. I don't want to, you know, there's a list of things that happens to me. And um, so I tried to explain to them very respectful why I, I couldn't. And then after that, it became that I don't eat meat, I don't eat this, I don't eat that. So the people that I used to go and visit a lot, um, they're trying to know me. But I, I did it without even thinking. I, it was something that we don't think of those things. And then one day, um, somebody introduced me to another person, and he said, or he said this and this and this and that, and she doesn't eat this, this and doesn't eat that. So when you're going to invite her to eat in her house, make sure that you have this and this and this and this and that. And I was like, wow. And, and people that even, I even even relate to, you know, all the nurses, all the, all the doctors there, all the surgeons, I didn't say anything to them, but they were always observing. They were always keeping an eye on. And I learned um, that people are watching you all the time. And that makes me uncomfortable. Right now, I'm being watched. That makes me uncomfortable. Um, when I go surfing, I know that they're watching me. That makes me uncomfortable. When I was young, my parents told me that God is watching. He watched everything that you do, everything, not only what you do, but what you think. And I don't know what, how, I, I don't know, um, I remember that I was afraid of God. I was like, I felt that God was this almighty God that was always looking at me, waiting for me to fall, to sculpt me. <laughs> and that makes me, I felt very, very afraid that I was constantly, constantly watched by the Almighty. As I, I continue growing, I realized that it's the devil who wants to put that in your minds. Because on our children, uh, we always try to let them see who, who really God is, so they will not be afraid of him. But I would like, I would like everyone to participate. So the head elder is going to pass out some Bible text, not open them. They have numbers outside, so everyone will participate. And some of you will have the privilege to have two of them. Because we have several families out, so um, some, of you, uh, some of you will have two of them. The only one that are allowed to open it are those that need to review the text, and they need to read it beforehand. So as I call the number, then you can open it up and read it, and that's where Linda is going to help us with the microphone so everybody can hear um, the Bible text. We're going to be reading a lot of Bible text and learning about what is God and why is he watching us? What's the purpose of him watching us? And it's not only that he's watching us constantly, but there's watchers watching us. So there's a, and we have angels watching us. I mean, we are like, um, sometimes I feel like a fish inside of a fishbowl being observed or um, we are constantly, constantly watched. How that makes you feel? Is anybody would like to volunteer and share how that makes you feel 
knowing that not only God is always watching us, but also we are watched in, in everywhere, at work, in the computers, in the programs, when we go shopping. We are constantly watching by the government, by the companies, by everything. How that makes you feel? Does anybody would like to share something? Do we all have our Bibles? Are we going to be looking the at Bible text? The text is there. Oh, so the whole text is there. Oh. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So who wants to volunteer? How that makes you feel? To, to know that you're constantly watched. Okay, well, I'll volunteer. Okay. okay. And um, after you, Linda, is um, Dean. I'm Linda Lamountain, uh, L.Y. Uh, I uh, know we have unseen watchers, God and uh, the heavenly trio, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the holy angels, and, of course, everyone else, uh, evil angels and people. But um, I always thought to myself that, you know, if I were back in Jesus' time, I would be an avid follower of his, sort of like Mary Magdalene, and so I feel like, and then when they were at the Mount Sinai and the, given the Ten Commandments, I would have wanted to have heard the Lord speak them. So that's kind of, I like having unseen watchers that are holy beings. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, what, how that makes you feel to know that you're being watched constantly by everyone, by everywhere you go, and even by God? Yesterday, I saw a real example of being watched. Uh, a friend asked me to look up um, webcams, I guess they're called, for her computer so mm -hmm. she could do a project. And I, I didn't know what they were called, so I typed something in, and they came up with the webcams. And so then I sent her that page on, on you know, through, through email. And I went back to Yahoo page, and there was webcams that quick. It, it amazed me how quickly they had picked up on that. And so I'm very careful with what I put on Facebook or emails I send, any of that. I'm very <coughs> careful and aware because I know we're being watched. Absolutely no. Now for me, on the flip side, I'm grateful that I know that Christ and angels and such are watching because it makes it that much easier for me to not put garbage on the TV, not look at garbage on the computer, and not read things that I know that, that I, you know, I used to watch and read things that were unhealthy. And so for me, that aspect is uplifting. The other side of it, uncomfortable, but I know it's there, and so I just attempt to refrain from certain activities and such so that whatever they're watching, oh well, you know, they're not getting a real thrill from me, so. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so it makes you feel uncomfortable. That there, are some, there are some areas that we do have control over it and then we can do something about it, but there are some other ones that we can't. And it's, it's all in how we feel and, how, and, and that we're being watched, it all depends on who's doing the watching. So when it comes to God, like, like, like they said, when it comes to God, let's review some Bible texts that will tell, you, tell us the purpose, why God is doing this, what, what, what benefit us. So by knowing that we have been watched, like she said, it should help us to realize 
that um, we need to be more careful on what we think, what we watch, what we read, and how we treat others because we have God Almighty always watching us. And we have angels writing things down of whatever we do. Recording. But what, recording everything, yes. Yes, we have angels. So I would like to ask the, the person that have verse number one to read it. They're not they're in, the, in, the, in the back. It's an in orange. Yeah. It's a very light color in the back. Oh. So whoever has number one. Whose hearts are full, fully con commanded to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on you will be at war. So we learn two things. We are under God's eyes. For what purpose? To give us strength? And what else? To whom? So those who are committed to him. Who wants to read number two? 1 Corinthians 4, 9. Number two? Mm-hmm. Uh, very light. Number two. I have 1 Corinthians 4, verse 9. For I think that God has set forth us, the apostles. For we are made a spectacle unto the world, and to angels, and to men. So in here, we are told that we are spectacles. We are being watched. We are being observed. We are being analyzed what we do. By whom? I mean, we're talking about huge things. By men, the world. Who else? Uh, what number? By angels. The universe. And not only the co-workers and people are here, but the whole world is watching us. And then we have the, the scripture reading, Hebrew 4.13, that reads, Nothing in the whole creation can hide. We cannot hide. doesn't matter where we go. If we go very high or we go very low, we cannot hide from God. Who can read number four? We're skipping number Psalms, four. Psalms 23, 5. Psalms what is the other purpose? Oh, Jedediah, we, we're recording this, so uh, we need you to wait for the mic. That's Psalms, Jedediah. Psalms 23, 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint what my head with oil, my cup overflows. So we're watched, so he, he wants to take care of us, right? So when we're, we're in the problem, when we are within enemies, God will protect us. Who wants to read number five? Psalms 31, 19. How great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have bestowed before the songs of men on those who take refuge in you. That, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a promise, right? Amen. So for those who are getting into the, uh, we are refuging ourselves in God's hand, what's going to happen? A great goodness God will give. We will not be afraid if we are hide and we're protected by God. So who wants to read uh, verse, uh, verse number six? That's another reason why God is Jamie. always... 
are always um, watching us. Then shall we say in response to these things, if God is for us, who can be against us? That's another promise, right? If we are with God, what, who will be against us? I don't know about you guys, but you know, if, if I really truly believe that, we would not be afraid. We would not be afraid of anything because we are protected by God. So if you find yourself scared, if you find yourself worried, if you find yourself going to a place that you had never been, if you feel afraid, that should give you a symptom that you need to work on trusting God. You need to, to work on try to really, really convince yourself and know that if you are with God, nothing is against you. So let's read another Bible text, number 7, 2 Kings 6, 16. Number Who has seven. Uh, verse 7? Who has 7? We have 7. Anyone? 7? <laughs> if not, I will read it. It says, Do not be afraid, Elijah answered, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Amen. Isn't a beautiful word? It's a beautiful text. That story of Elisha and his servant have taught me a lot that many times we don't see. We don't see that we are surrounded by angels. We don't see that we are protected. We don't, sometimes we forget. Like many times we have seen, we, I have said, this church might look empty for, you, for, for some of you, but if you put the spiritual eyeglasses, you will see that this church is full. It's full by angels, by God's presence. And we need to keep that in mind and remember. So who wants to read um, verse number 8? And we're going to be going into another area of the, the watching. Who has uh, verse number 8? It's a very tiny number in the back. It's on the back, number eight. <laughs> okay, number nine? Nine. We have nine. Okay. And this in the conference, confidence that we have towing him, that if we ask anything according to the his, his will, the hears, hears of us. And I will know that he hears us in the whatever we has. We know that we have the request that we have asked for him. Thank you. So John is telling us that we need to have a confidence. A confidence. We need to be confident in what? That everything that we ask <coughs> according to God's will, will be answered. Oh. So all our prayers are heard. Did you say number seven? I thought this it, was a four. Okay. I have it's seven. Okay. It's okay. So we need to remember that God answers our prayer. He listens to our prayer. And we need, we need to have that confidence that nothing can take away. This confidence that whatever we talk to our Father, our Abba, he will hear it. 
and, and he will always answer your, your prayers, always, because he's always watching and he knows what you need. Who can read me verse uh, number 10? That's John 15, 7. Number uh, 10. And this is one of the requirements to have those prayers answered. If you have it, abide, abide in, my, me. in me, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and, he, and it will be done for you. So, and John tells us that we need to have the confidence that God will listen to us and will answer. But then in John 15, he tells us that whatever we ask, but we know why. I mean, we know what to ask. If we abide in him, if we are following God, we will ask the right thing. Who can read 11? 11. <clears throat> and if the prayer is not answered, this is, this is the reason. James 4.3. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. So we know, we have the confidence that God answer. We know who he will answer. And we know why he doesn't answer our prayers. So now we're going to go into the next section of why God is always watching us. Why God sent his angels to watch us and everything that we do. Who wants to read verse number 12? That's Psalms 91, 11. To protect you wherever you go. So we not only have the confidence, and we also know that we have the assurance that God has sent his angels to protect us. To whatever we go, God will protect us. Who wants to read verse number 13? And 13. This, and this is, um, goes with a, with a lesson about boundaries. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and his herds are spread through, throughout. Thank, thank you. So he has put an edge around us, around our family, around our possessions, and around our land. Amen. So there's boundaries. God had created a boundary. And, one, and I didn't realize that boundary until I started working outside our church. It's amazing how much we don't see it's amazing how much we don't know that is happening out there. And, um, and sometimes we don't even realize how much is going on in the world because God is protecting us. We have this edge, his boundaries to protect us in many things that we see here and observe. Who wants to read number 14? 14. Denver. It's Luke 4, 11. And they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Angels. Oh, I don't know about that one. Do you like that one? Yes, the angels. And he will lift you up so you will not fall. You will not trip. 
That is amazing, an amazing, amazing promise. So as followers of Christ, as followers of all of Almighty, we should be the most confident, happier, strong people in this earth. Oh, that was Clyde, uh, because his wife, Kirsten, is that her name, isn't with you? That was Clyde. Thank you. Welcome. Who wants to read number 15? 15? Uh, <coughs> reading by Jedediah. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. Amen. So the same way as the mountains surround Jerusalem, like us, the same way that the mountains surround us between the high desert and San Bernardino, that's how God surrounds his people. Always. Always. And to finish, we're going to cover two more things. Who wants to read verse number 16? 16. <coughs> For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Can you imagine? Can you, can, do you have to really, really imagine how it feels that we are children of the Almighty? Children of the Creator of the universe. I don't know about you, but it's very cool. <laughs> it's very nice to know that my Father is the Almighty. And we are His children. And as parents, those who are parents, know that parents will do whatever it takes to protect His children. Amen. Imagine if we are children of God, how much more He will do. Who wants to read verse number 17, that's 2 Corinthians 6, 18. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So God is not only considering us as children, but he's having an open invitation. Amen. So if you feel that you don't have family, if you feel that you don't have parents, if you feel that you're all alone, you're not. No. Because God Almighty the creator of the universe is your father. And if you don't realize that, he's inviting you. He's reminding you that if you, he, he wants to be your father. It doesn't matter if you are whoever. It doesn't matter how deeply that you have gone. It doesn't matter what have you done or thought. Or, it doesn't matter anything. He wants to be your father. And to finish... We're going to see what is the consequence of being in God's watching. Who wants to read verse 18? 18, Deneen. John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. That's another promise. That's another promise, isn't it? amazing. Let me read it again. I have told you these things. What things? God always tells us, always tells us what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. Always. And then as the end time progresses, 
God has told his children everything that's going to happen. So we will not be afraid. Because he knows that as human beings, it's normally to be afraid of something that we don't know. And God doesn't want us to be afraid. That's why he has told us everything in detail of what he has done. If you, and he, what he's going to be doing as well. If you look at the Bible, if you read the Bible, every time that there's going to be a major event, God always told his people. And the bigger the event, the more time he had to share with all of them that want to hear to be part of it. So it doesn't matter what's going on in this world. It doesn't matter 2020. It doesn't matter how bad, bad God. If you are a child of God, you should have that confidence. You should have that peace, that assurance that you are under the protection of the Almighty. And you will do what the Almighty asks you to do. Who wants to read verse number 19? 19? Who has? Oh, this is Clyde. Okay, this is John 14, 27. Peace I live with, leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So not only he brings peace, but he left the peace before he left. And he, he told us, my peace I give you, but not like the world gift. What kind of peace are we accustomed to in this world? Who wants to share? It's a very, it's, it's very conditional, very short. It's, it's, there's no assurance on it. So the peace that we have, that the world gives, is, is very, very weak. Very, very weak. And if you feel safe, because of whatever laws the government is doing or for whatever, whatever is happening to make you believe that they're taking care of you and you're safe, that is not the peace that God wants his children to have. The peace that God wants his children to have is it doesn't matter if the world is falling around you. It doesn't matter if, if, the, if the world, if, if you are in the age of dying for whatever reason, it doesn't matter how bad that can get, and it will go get, and they're gonna get very bad soon. You will always have that peace, that internal peace, that will not be shaken to anything that is happening around, that's happening around you. And the last verse will be John 16:33. Who has number 20? Number 20, uh, Jamie. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. So this verse, and I would like to finish with this one, because I don't know about you, I believe that this world is going to end soon. It's gonna, I mean, it's going to be ending sooner than what we think. And um, we not only have the confidence and the assurance that the Almighty is watching us, our Father is watching us. He's protecting us. Our prayers can be answered. He's always constantly uh, putting edge around us on the thing that could happen. But all the things that he shared and told us, in addition to his peace, we want to have this, this, this uh, assurance that when the tribulation comes, 
We need to be courageous because we need to overcome the world. God has given us all the, all the tools to be winners, to be conquerors, to, to have a peace that cannot be shaken, that even if the entire world is falling, you are as, as peaceful as a cucumber. <laughs> right? As peaceful as a cucumber. It doesn't matter what happened, the cucumber is always like, like nothing. So it is my prayer today to each one of you, if you don't have that peace that God gives, if you don't have the assurance that we should have, I suggest you spend more time in the fountain that gives that assurance, that gives that, that, uh, that peace. So when you walk in the world, everybody can see in your face that peace, that assurance, that strength that only God can give. We have a closing prayer? Yeah, usually. Where's the closing prayer? Now. I mean, now. And the song? And then the song. Okay. All right. So I'm, what I'm going to do, if it's okay with everyone, let's have a, a closing song. And then I will pray in the end for, for all of you and also for our meal, our lunch. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your blessings. We want to thank you, Lord, that we have that assurance that you are listening to us. We have the assurance that we are your children. We have the assurance that you will protect us. You, you, you have the assurance that as long as we are within your boundaries, you will guide us, will protect us, and will love us in a way that the world cannot do and the way that Satan doesn't want you to experience and doesn't want me to experience. As we complete this day and continue and beginning the new week, it is my prayer, O Lord, that you, have, you help us to remain in your presence all the time, not only in our thoughts, but in our actions, that when we walk in the world, they can see something different, that we can, they can see Christ, they can see your face through us. And as we have finished Getting the spiritual meal, we ask a special blessing for our physical meal that will be a blessing to our bodies that we can honor you in what we do. It is my prayer. Amen. Amen. Amen.